settling is not an option for me. Everything I desire is already mine. What if you can have it all? Because every day is for the girls. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of For the Girls. I'm your host, Victoria Alario. And today we're talking about branding. I am so excited. We are getting into one of my favorite things about what I do building a brand and your aesthetic and all that. And I'm really excited because we have an amazing guest on today's episode. My dear friend, Abigail Hall. She is the CEO, the owner of Tone the Agency, which is a huge creative agency out in South Florida. I started working, well, I really became friends with Abby through working with her. She reached out on Instagram, my favorite place to network, if I haven't made that clear yet. And since then, we started shooting together, working together. She gave me so many ideas. She's amazing at branding. She is such a creative person, and she just really thinks outside of the box. And I, I wish that I had her brain sometimes. She's actually the person who get, came up with the idea for me of Spill the Tea Sundays. I actually don't get to do it every Sunday right now because I've been pretty busy even on the weekends. But I love doing Spill the Tea Sundays. It gets my audience so engaged. Everyone thinks it's so funny. And Abby is actually the brainchild behind that. So everything she does is just so awesome and so creative. And she actually shot all of my photos from, I guess, February to August. While I was living in Miami, all my pictures, my branding photos, just regular photos I took for, you know, myself my filler photos, my aesthetic photos, all the deals I had, every single thing that I was shooting while I was living in Miami during that time period was all shot through Tony Agency. And now we even have an, a much, much bigger project coming up because I am launching my own brand. I can't give too much information yet, but that is very soon to come. I, I'm super excited to be working on something that is fully 100% my own. Let me tell you guys something, launching your own brand of anything, it ain't cheap. It ain't cheap. So a lot is being invested into it and I really can't wait to see it all unfold and come to life. And I hired Tone the Agency to be the creative brain behind the brand that I'm launching. So Abby is not only one of my good friends, but she is someone that I get to work with and I can't wait to see what she does because similar to the name tone the agency she's really going to set the tone for what my brand is and how it's going to look so before we get into the interview i just came across ironically this really cool slideshow a carousel post on instagram from high moon studio so this is a branding agency in i believe los angeles california i've never worked with them but it just came up on my explore page why brand building is the future of business. And it says, one, branding taps into the emotion of the consumer to build a strong connection. So Abby talks about the importance of your audience and the reason how you're going to get them to keep coming back and build a sustainable audience and connection. Your branding really taps into the emotion of that person. So you're going to build a connection with your consumers. Two, Branding reinforces the business's promise. Pretty much like holding the business to a standard, you know? Who we say that we're going to be and what we stand for 
our promise, when you brand it properly, your audience is going to know that they're always going to be able to get that from you. And I think that taps in a lot to the authenticity. Three, branding allows you to position yourself in the market to set yourself apart. This is so major. Abby talks about this in the interview about Starbucks, actually. There's a reason why Dunkin' is Dunkin' and there's a reason why Starbucks is Starbucks and there's a reason why you know the difference between the two. And it all comes down to the branding of what Starbucks did and you guys are going to hear that soon. But I even talk about this in my industry in network marketing because if any of you guys can relate, there's hundreds if not thousands of people all promoting the same product, right? You don't have to necessarily work with me to be in a similar situation. And one person sells more than the other. Why? Because that one person set themselves apart from the others. When there's a sale and we're all promoting the same sale, how come one person is going to be able to sell tons of the sale and the other person is not going to have any sales? Because they're just screenshotting pictures of the products and showing 50% off, whatever. They're just slapping a little discount code on there and leaving it like that. Whereas somebody else who has fully branded themselves, they're going to actually see much bigger results because they are setting themselves apart. So that's a really big deal to be authentic and original. Number three, great branding makes selling simpler. Absolute fact. So many people are like, oh, I can't do what you do because I'm not a salesperson. Guess what? I'm not a salesperson either, but I'm damn good at branding myself. And when I, when you create a brand for yourself, it honestly makes selling really effortless. I don't feel like a salesperson at all. I'm just me. And I just know what I like. I like my fashion. I like my beauty. I like these products. I use these products and I branded myself in a way that it just feels effortless and natural to talk about them. And it's just part of who I am at this point. So selling comes pretty naturally to me with that. Number four, brands live in consumers' minds rent-free. That is absolutely true because I have bought a lot of things based on just thinking about it from seeing how much I like the aesthetic or the brand behind it. I save all these photos for inspo. I save them to my collections on Instagram, all different types of things. Number five, branding allows you to stand for something bigger than what you sell. Oof. I actually just posted about this the other day. I made a reel saying, you guys know like the Rihanna song, you know, I got the sauce, you know, I'm saucy, that whole thing. And that's like a trending sound right now. And so I made it saying when you create a whole entire career based on just helping women feel more confident and live unapologetically. And that's literally what I do because yes, I sell beauty products, but ultimately my job is so much bigger than selling beauty products. You know, this podcast came to be as an outlet to capitalize even more on what I really love to do, which is helping women with confidence and to live unapologetically. And that's what I do in my business. So it is so much bigger than what we sell. Seven, branding sets an expectation for the business. That is a good one. And it's things that we don't even really think about. When you create a brand, your audience knows what they could expect from you. Always. Tried and true. For years to come. It's like Victoria's Secret. You know, everyone knows 
it's a Victoria's Secret commercial the second that it starts. You don't see those angels and not know what it is, right? You always know it's Victoria's Secret. There's just so many brands that you already know exactly what you're going to get before you even have to go on their Instagram, before you even go on their website. You just know because of the way that they have branded themselves and stuck to it and set. Oh, fucking God. <laughs> a fucking fly just flew in my face. God damn. Now I lost my train of thought. Now I actually just broke a sweat. Oh my God. What, where did this fly come from? Jeez. Okay, well, now I'm like all flustered and I want to get into the interview, <laughs> but I am going to share the very last two on the list here. So next is that great branding increases the value of the company. Absolute fact. I mean, you guys, you guys see that brands become who they are simply because of their brands. Like it has nothing to do with the business. There's so many clothing companies and lingerie companies and shoe companies and makeup companies. But then the ones that become the best of the best and the most valued are the ones that people appreciate their branding the most. And the last one is a brand has more room for evolution than a business. So that's all about the growth and that's about the longevity and the sustainability and where a brand can really take a business, honestly. So it's not really about what you sell, it's about how you sell it. And when you know how to brand yourself, you're just going to have so much room for a massive evolution with your business. Welcome, Abby. Introduce yourself. Tell us about Tone, one of the biggest female-owned creative agencies in South Florida. How did it come to be? Lay it all out there. Hi, Vic. I'm so excited to be here today. My name is Abby. I'm the creative director and owner and operator at Tone the Agency. Tone the Agency is a creative agency based in Miami. We cover all things branding, websites, imagery, and keeping you authentic and unique and impactful as a brand. How I got into this was I started as a model and I was modeling for five years. And I realized there was such a lack of creativity in this creative industry, which is kind of disappointing. Um, so I really got started in this when I would be on set and I would realize that I'd be like, I would watch the directors and they'd be using a green backdrop for a brand whose color palette is purples and pinks. And I would just be like, this just doesn't make sense, you know? So I would step in and want to have to say, but you can't do that as a model because you, you don't really have a say so, you know? So they're like, no, you're Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, get back in place. You're here to be a, like a human hanger, put the clothes on and that's it. So that wasn't enough for me. So I started this creative agency to kind of like make an impact, make a difference and also do productions because I knew that they were always crazy. Like productions never went smoothly. Everyone was erotic and I thought I could do this better and I could make everyone have a positive, good time while they're here being creative and it didn't have to be so stressful. So that's kind of how Tony Agency was born. When, when did it get to that point that you're like, fuck it, I'm opening my own thing? Like, did you ever think you were going to open a creative agency? Um, no, I always had the, like, the vision of being a creative director. Like, I always knew that I was super creative and I was like, someone's going to pay me for ideas one day. And I didn't know how I was going to get there. But during COVID, actually... I was doing pictures for this jewelry brand, like casually just on my phone, like taking cool aesthetic shots, like rings on my hands or whatever. And I would just take their concept of waterproof jewelry and I would shoot some water with it. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, I, I can make a business out of this. Like the pictures were doing really well. They took a business from 1 million to 10 million. And it was literally things I had done on my phone. And I was like, why would I not keep doing this? And I could do this for clients. And it kind of gave me a little bit of like, oh, you're capable. And I took oh, you're capable and turn it into a company. And then at first it was called In Plain Sight. 
And I was like very website focused and imagery focused. And then I realized like, no, that doesn't align with me. That's not my aesthetic. That's not my vibe. So Tony Agency was born. So you are setting the tone. I love, love, love that. And just, just for background purposes, you're no longer in the modeling industry. I'm no longer modeling at all. Like I will still get requests or still get people reaching out saying like, oh, like let's shoot, let's do this. And I just don't really bother with it because I feel like you need to focus on one area. Like you need to be really good at one thing. You don't need to be in, have your hands in 18 different places until you master that one. So I kind of like let modeling go. I love that. I say that all the time. Everyone wants to be a millionaire and they're like, the average millionaire has seven streams of income. I'm like, the average millionaire has seven streams of income after the fact that they became a millionaire. Like they didn't become a millionaire with mm-hmm. doing a million things at once. They became a millionaire by mastering one thing. And now exactly. yes, they have other investments. So, and other side projects and things mm-hmm. like that. Tone is a creative agency where they cover branding aesthetic and all that so what does your aesthetic have to do with your brand let's conquer the basics first because I don't think that people really understand that one has to do with the other but they are not the same thing right um so a brand is an overall like it's it's what you are it's how you connect it's how you speak it's everything it's a visual it's a it's it's just all in one a brand is basically you're creating a person but it's a product um, and then the aesthetic part of it is the aesthetic is the style of that. So is, are they sporty? Are they, um, dainty? Are they minimal? Are they Parisian? Like what is their vibe? Like your aesthetic is your vibe and your style. And then your brand, um, kind of wears it like a coat. So your brand is putting on that aesthetic. Your brand wears it like a jacket every day, right? So your aesthetic is just kind of your vibe and it all comes together. Um, and a lot of people talk about it in Instagram. You'll see like, Oh, what, I love that aesthetic. I love that aesthetic. When people are saying, I love the aesthetic, they're appreciating the beauty of it. They're appreciating the style. They're appreciating the the ambiance and the vibe that that brand has created. Yeah. Like what the eye can see. So so someone could have like a similar brand, but totally different aesthetics. And someone could have similar aesthetics, but a totally different brand. Exactly. So your brand could be in the industry of lingerie and somebody else's brand could be in the industry of sunglasses, but you guys both have a Parisian minimalistic aesthetic. You guys can have the same aesthetic, but you're in different brands. You could have a different story, a different mission, a different audience. We'll get into the audience stuff in a second. I love that you said that. And I do have questions for you about the audience. But before that, does everyone have a personal brand? Yeah, absolutely. Everyone has a personal brand, but it doesn't mean it's necessarily done in a business context. Um, Your personal brand can be like, say, like you yourself. You wear neutrals, you love black, you love nude, you love a luxe vibe to you. Like your personal brand is very, very much minimalistic luxe, you know? Um, your brand is what you wear, how you speak to people, how you, it's a lot about how you dress because it's a visual, but how you show up as yourself. Are you motivational? Are you lazy? Are you driven? Like, what's your vibe? Like that's, everyone has their own personal brand in that sense, but not everybody monetizes it. And now I guess if you are gonna, you, you are looking to monetize it, you are looking to really kind of, even maybe not monetize, even in a hobby way, but you're, you're kind of putting yourself out there, whatever the case is, how important is it to really know what your personal brand is? It's really important because it's how you connect to somebody. Um, like for me, I'm not going to go follow someone that's wearing rainbows and has like this fairy aesthetic because that's not like that doesn't align with me like I'm very much I love neutrals or I love um, someone who's very clean about the way they speak and they're they don't say um like this you know like they're very they know what they want in life and that's the kind of person I align with and that's who I would follow so 
your personal brand is very important because it tells you what kind of audience you're going to have and how you're going to connect with somebody. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's get into the audience questions then. Tell us, I mean, I know how important it is to have an engaged audience because that is how I run and operate everything that I do. So how important is understanding your audience, who it is, who you're speaking to, all that? Understanding your audience is so important because it's how you get them to do what you want them to do, right? Like that sounds very narcissistic, but it's not. It's like you're looking to get an audience to buy your product or you're looking to get someone to follow your blog or to hop on and engage with you, right? So the way I look at it and the way that I break it down to someone who's not in branding is that, you know, when you're dating somebody, you want to understand what their love language is. You're asking them like, oh, is your love language physical touch? Is it this? You're understanding how they speak without like having a conversation you want to understand what what they're going to best connect with so you can have like you can have a conversation with them so you can communicate better so understanding your audience just is a really good way to be able to have a conversation and get them to do what you want exactly i think that people don't understand and, and i mean this in not a bad way at all because I think that the word manipulation has a really negative connotation because Mm -hmm. you know there's terrible ways that people manipulate people sales and I don't even mean just you being a salesperson I even mean being an influencer like who just like Mm -hmm. promotes other people's stuff like Mm -hmm. sales really is a manipulation again not in a bad way but it's Mm -hmm. like you are manipulating the mindset of someone into thinking I need this product. Like someone before they saw your post didn't even think about needing to change their shampoo Mm -hmm. or or thinking about buying this pair of shoes. But then Mm -hmm. they see this person and because the person knows their audience, they know the right verbiage, the words to say, like how you said, you, you, you appreciate someone who speaks clearly and this and that that would captivate you if the right person at the right time with the right verbiage was telling you, you need this product, you need this sweatshirt. Now you, your brain has kind of been manipulated into thinking, I do need that, but you're only going to have that leverage over someone when, when you you know what you're trying to do, you you have intent behind it. Yeah. Like everything has to be done with intention when you're marketing yourself. So like going back into a personal brand or if it's a the product, you need to know what your intentions are, which is kind of understanding your audience at the same time. Like, what are your intentions? What do you want them to do? And then when you understand your audience, you can better communicate what you want them to do and then they will do it. So yeah, manipulation does have a negative connotation around it, but it depends how you're using it, right? We're using it to sell a product. We're using it to connect. So we're not doing something awful. So going into that, there's a big part about how you connect to your audience and how you build a long-term audience. Manipulation does fall into that, but in a positive way. So a big part of it is understanding what your client or your, I guess your client or your follower or whatever you're trying to sell, what their pain point is and how you're going to address that pain point and how you solve it. So you address a problem and then you address the solution in the same time when you're selling something. And it doesn't have to just be, I hate to use the word sales because sales always is like has negativity around it and it just sounds cheesy, but it is what you're doing. But how you address someone's pain point for you. So your person's pain point when you're selling Monet is their, their hair, they're having breakage, they're having this. You address that and then you give them the solution. Here's a product that can solve that issue. Here's a product that can support that problem and get you through. So you always want to address their pain points understand their style, understand their age, who they're following, who they best connect with. And then you make your brand align with that. 
and then you can better sell to them. So, so, so true. And that's how you're going to have that long-term engaged audience who, even for me, you know, I see people that tell me I've been following along for X amount of years or X amount of months, but whatever mm-hmm. I just addressed is what hit the pain point that made them mm-hmm. reach out. They've seen exactly. it a million times, but they never heard me say this thing in particular. But that's exactly. the point of, you know, staying true to your brand and staying true to what you're doing throughout all these years because you kept that engaged audience, even if it didn't hit them yet. And then once it does, that's it. To dive into what you were just saying about how you, they've seen you before, but you've never addressed that pain point previously. Marketing is very much psychology. So you, when people, they, they don't understand, like, you know how sometimes you still receive mailers? You're like, why do people even bother with advertising in the mail or advertising on a billboard or whatever? Because marketing isn't you see it once you buy it. It's subliminal messaging where you've seen it so many times that now that you trust it, right? When you didn't hear about like a certain brand, you don't really like, you don't care for it. But when you've seen it on 17 influencers, you're like, oh no, I care. I know about it. I've heard about it. I trust it. I'm going to buy from them. That's why people market in so many different manners so they can get into your head numerous times. Because then when you finally do get that Pinterest ad or you do see it on your feed, you're more likely to buy it because you've heard about it before. Exactly. That's a big part of it. It's almost like you feel comfortable buying that thing because you know it's a legitimate product or a legitimate service because of how many people have, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because legitimacy is created by creative agencies. Like we make brands legitimate or we make brands look real or we make them true. We make them come to life, which is what's crazy. That's literally your job is to Mm -hmm. create the legitimacy around a brand. So that's a perfect little segue here. What company or influencer would you say has done a perfect job at branding themselves? Not necessarily the brand itself, if, if it's more so the creative agency, but you get the point. Like what brand or influencer has it so clear cut who they are and what their brand is? Um, so there, there's this one person and she aligns both with her personal brand, also aligns with her business brand, right? Because they're separate things, but they're both very similar. So it's Mariana Hewitt, the owner of Summer Fridays. She very much aligns with her aesthetic personally and business related. They're two different things, but they combine. She keeps very things very soft, minimal, pale blues, hydration related, neutrals. She keeps it very clean and her aesthetic of herself is very much like that. She dresses the part as well. She speaks the part. She uses the clean beauty. Like she very much aligns with her brand. And another example is I believe her name is Cassandra D'Amico. She's the owner of Orium Collective. She's very luxe. She wears designer. She dresses really well. She travels to Italy, Paris. She's very luxe and minimalist, but it makes you want her product. And then her brand is also very luxe. And it's it's not like for everyday affordable. It's like 200 and up. So she aligns with a more luxe and expensive audience. And also her personal brand does as well. So they do both of them do a very good job of connecting their personal and their business brands together. So I think they're the two I would give as examples. Wow. You would expect Mariana Hewitt to have this airy way about her. This exactly like, summer, like she is a summer Friday. Like, yeah, like she lives summer yeah. Friday. She drinks yeah. her rosé on the beach with like dewy skin. And that's right. exactly what summer Fridays makes you think of. Exactly. Yeah. And, and with Cassandra D'Amico, same thing you know she she pretty much dresses the part of like the all black you know silky lacy luxe look and then you go yeah. ahead and 
her jewels. And that's, and you're like that jewelry. I would pair with that exact vibe. I would put that jewelry on with that outfit. I would live that life when I put that piece on. I remember Mm -hmm. she shot her, uh, her, one of her campaigns on like a yacht. So it just makes sense. It makes sense. You can't make the price yeah. forty dollars if you're if you're on a lot on a yacht. Yeah. yeah, you just can't. So, would you say that there's any gold brands that you would want, or or influencers, anyone to be a potential client for Tone that you're like, this is so our brand, our aesthetic. I want. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Tone's actually going through a rebrand. We're very much going to stay neutral, but we're also going to introduce the side of streetwear that I love and I've been avoiding introducing. Um, my style, because you can't see me right now, is very much Nikes, baggy t-shirts and stuff, but neutral and then thrown on with a pair of like boyfriend jeans. So for me, my brand only aligns with this minimalist soft side of me that's very feminine, where I'd like to bring in a little more masculinity with streetwear. So my goal client is Nike. And to, for me to connect with Nike, I'm rebranding my business to best align with them because Nike is not going to go to a minimalist aesthetic and say, let's work with them. They're going to be like, they can't create what we're looking for. Whereas this new aesthetic that Tone has being introduced and new branding is going to very much align with them. So Nike, absolutely. My reason why I want to work with them is they're so impactful. Like their audience really does listen. And their audience is everybody from athletes to girls like us to literally everybody wears Nike. You know, it doesn't matter what walk of life you are. You can get a pair of Nikes for $40 or you can get a pair of $1,001 shoes because they do collabs with companies like Off-White and stuff. So I just think it's so cool that their audience is literally everyone and they're making such a massive impact every single day. Like their commercials, you see them and you're freaking excited that you're like, shit, I want to go work out or I want to go get those shoes, you know? And I just, I want to direct a video with them one day because I just think they're doing things like so well. Yeah, shit. I mean, their commercials have made me cry. Like they, they really- they know what they're doing yeah they they know their audience and I love how you specifically said you are willing to and you know that you have to rebrand when it comes to having this goal you Mm -hmm. know that there are steps you need to take in order to land that ideal client and I think so many people just post and pray like hopefully it hits the person I want it to hit yeah no there everything has to be intentional like I said it earlier if you are not doing things with intent, you are wasting your time. You can't just post to post. There needs to be, okay, why am I posting this? What is my strategy here? I'm posting this because I want this client or I want this person to buy this product and these people align with me. So I need to speak with them correctly. And I need to speak their language. So I knew to rebrand tone was the best thing to do because I have certain goals and they weren't aligning with me because I was just doing things that were quick money related and not longevity and not what I really wanted. So it's a good thing to rework rework your brand when you know you're not connecting with the person that you truly want yeah I mean your brand truly truly defines the longevity of your business and how far it'll go so when you're only sticking to the feminine dainty you know skincare Mm -hmm. type of of look then you know that that's the longevity and sustainability of your business and it starts and ends right there so you obviously work with tons of brands so how often do you see copying and ideas taken from other brands I wish I could say never but honestly it's constantly done Um, the biggest issue is that everyone wants to replicate because it thinks it will make them money And although it will make you quick money, your brand will not have longevity because they start to look like everybody else because it's not unique, impactful, or worth connecting with because it's all been done before. And since things have been done before so many times, they won't trust you or they'll go to the leader 
of that industry, right? So if everyone starts to copy the summer Fridays aesthetic, all you're doing is leading more people to summer Fridays because they trust it more than they trust you and your brand. When people copy, all you're doing is you're making a little bit of money now, but your brand's going to die out and have to rebrand in six months because you look like everybody else and you're not making a genuine, authentic connection. Yeah. And I honestly think that it's almost like people want the original dress, but they'll get it from Shein right now because that's where they can afford it from. And then Mm -hmm. when they can finally afford the real thing, goodbye to Shein, let me get the real thing. So I think copying just comes from people saying, all right, let me make a lower price point of this really popular dress or really popular shoe or really popular outfit because there are people who want that but can't afford it. So you're kind of like just being the Walmart version of, mm-hmm. of whatever the actual originator is. And I think that that's a, that's a huge deal. So And also uh, think, about, think about if that person, if you're creating the Walmart version, now you just made a cheap audience and your price point's always going to have to be cheap now. So your brand is just cheap. You're not going to be able, if you sold that piece, like for example, that cult guy address that everybody copied, the knot dress that she sold, Fashion Nova sold, everyone copied. They were the original ones of it. So people go to them for creativity and inspiration. And they're always going to be that expensive $400 price point and up. Whereas now all these companies that made that $30 price point, you can never sell a hundred dollar dress because people don't want that from you. They know you, they go to you for what's cheap. People don't think about when they're copying is they don't think about the copyright side of it and the legality issues that you fall into. Fashion Nova, for example, has so many lawsuits because they copy everybody, right? Steve Madden, same thing. Like it's great that they're making you a piece that's affordable because not everyone can afford Louboutins, Louis Vuitton, Chanel, et cetera. But there's so many lawsuits that come in with that because people have a right to create and people then go and copy them. So although your your authenticity makes you like not a lack of authenticity, sorry, makes you cheap. It also makes you possibly face legal issues because you copied to such an extent. Wow, that's crazy. Didn't even think about it like that. So then mm-hmm. how do you advise people to go around that? How how strongly with your clients do you implement authenticity and originality? Um, I, my biggest piece of advice for staying original would be to only use things for inspiration, not to replicate. So, because if you see this picture, like, I love this, I want to recreate it. That's great. If you're just doing it for your personal page and it's whatever, but if you're a brand, do not go and identically replicate somebody use their picture for inspiration. And by inspiration, I mean, okay, we like the colors of this. We like the style of what the girl's wearing. I like her like pose she's in take one thing away from it. Don't copy the whole freaking thing. And then also this big piece of advice I was given by my friend's father. He was a famous artist in Spain. He was a painter. He said, do not use people in the same industry as you to get inspired. So if you're a painter, do not get inspired by another painter. If you're a nail artist, do not get inspired by another nail artist. Look, if you're a nail artist, go and look at paintings and get inspired by the painting because then you can make something authentic that has a little bit of inspiration, but it hasn't been done before in your industry. So never get direct inspiration from somebody else that's already doing it in the same grounds you're in, you know? That's a really good idea. Mm -hmm. When it comes down to, now you have the inspo and you kind of know what you want to do, or maybe you're completely starting from scratch and you just know you want to start, but you don't really know where to begin. How does one find their brand? Do you feel like, it has to just come naturally to you? Or is it something that you could develop and figure out over time? Um, Well, I think it first starts, I mean, figuring out your brand does take a lot of time, but it also first starts with what you're trying to do. Like you need to know your mission. 
You need to understand, am I selling a product? Who am I selling this product to? It comes back to your audience and understanding your brand, like what your goal is. You really need to have your values, your mission and your tone of voice fully understood before you can even start thinking about colors and everything else. Whereas everybody else does it backwards. They're like, okay, I like purples. I like this. I'm going to start creating something. And it's like, yeah, but what are you doing? Who are you talking to? What are you trying to do? So I think first, my advice would be figure out what you're trying to do, figure out how you're going to do it, how you're going to speak to people, what your price point is, what your demographic is. Then start exploring the colors you're introduced, you're you're like, or not, sorry, I introduced you, the colors that you like or that you're, um, you connect with. And then say, do these colors that I'm interested in actually tell the right story of what I'm trying to tell? Like, does it connect with the mission I have? Because somebody might be, say they're a recycling company and they're neon pink. That doesn't connect with anybody because when you think of recycling, you think of green and the earth or blue and the earth. So if your your story and your colors need to then connect, but it is very hard as an individual. Let me go back into what you were asking. How does someone develop it? You need help. You can't do it on your own. Like no one built anything by themselves. Like everything we've done in the world, like your business you're in now, you couldn't have done it if it wasn't for the thousands of girls that you work with, you know, you didn't get there on your own. So I think finding somebody who's creative that you can soundboard with is very, very important or finding a creative agency that can help you or a creative consultant because it is so hard to do everything. Yeah, that that is, it, it is true. It takes a village. I think that a lot of people think like, what is my brand? What are my hobbies? What do I like to do? They just, they think they're going to know it that, that day when they decide to start something. I mean, I even see it in my industry. So many girls join and they're like, okay, well, fashion is my brand or beauty is my brand or travel is my brand. Like they know the things that they enjoy, mm-hmm. but it's a very quick, like in five minutes, they think that that's going to be their brand. And then they have a hard time executing that because it wasn't really thought out. It wasn't really truly what their brand is. It's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I like this. So I'll just yeah. slot that on myself and make that myself, you know, there is no intention behind it. And I think in, in the influencer industry, originality is so important because if you're just copying other creators and they're just going to follow the original creator, kind of like what we were just saying about like the cult guy address and all that other stuff, they're just going to want it from the original. And I think with the influencer industry, everyone wants to be like so-and-so who has 500,000 followers, a million followers. So they'll copy their looks. They'll copy their aesthetic. They'll Mm -hmm. copy like their vibe, but ultimately it's always going to be kind of like a knockoff. And obviously we see that with tons of brands. What do you think is something that makes that original creator or that brand stand out from their competitors? It's like a sense of authenticity, but it's also they're doing something that hasn't been done before. And I know that may be hard for influencing, but instead of going and directly replicating, I think it goes back into that. Instead of directly replicating a video you saw or a picture you saw, how you take a spin on that, right? So like for me, going back to what I said earlier, I saw tarnish resistant waterproof jewelry. And instead of me just taking that jewelry and taking a picture of it normally, like every other jewelry brand, I was like, okay, their niche is that it's waterproof and it's tarnish resistant. So I literally took their jewelry and I put it inside of ice cubes and I made ice cube pictures. And that then got replicated thousands of times after, after every jewelry brand realized it, but we did something different. I took their niche and I like got creative with it. So I would suggest like whatever you're doing, whatever you're selling, you find out what your niche is. And then you kind of get creative with that story. You're not going to have instant gratification, which I think is a very big problem nowadays. Like everyone thinks that they get 
success tomorrow. You don't need to have, just because you only got 10 likes on this picture doesn't mean you're not going to have thousands down the line. It's just a matter of consistency. So one, be authentic, two, be consistent, and three, be cohesive. Know who you're talking to, know what your style is, and make sure you embody that every time you post something. And I think that these people who are the ones with a lot of followers and do have the larger, more engaged, committed audience and the brands that have that cult-like following, I think that with them, because it is authentic to to them, it comes out so much more effortlessly and Mm -hmm. so much more believable. And I feel like for you, for example, you had your intention behind what you were doing. So when you created that photo of the jewelry brand inside the ice cube, it came effortlessly to you because Mm -hmm. that was your intention. That was your goal was to make something original. And so Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, they get so caught up in how to do what's already working for other people that it doesn't Mm -hmm. come as effortlessly. They, you know, I, I even have girls ask me, how do you pose in a photo? How do you pose? I, I can't, I can never pose. And and I just say, well, honestly, I mean, I can't really give you advice because I just kind of like move. You around. go with the flow. Like yeah, you just go with what speaks to you. Yeah. Hey, I just kind of move around. I put my hand up. I put I do what makes me feel comfortable. I do what I I know is flattering for my body type, for my physique. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, it's just it's effortless to pose for a photo, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas other girls who are claiming I want to be an influencer so bad they never even get the content out there because it takes so much effort because they they truly don't it doesn't yeah they just focus so much on replicating where it's like you can't you need to be authentic and do what fits you and then everything will flow later on but keep trying keep giving it a shot but don't go and copy everybody else because you could see it it looks painful when you're someone's overly posing because they're trying to replicate something so much yeah, so um, believable you're you're not going to gain a following by having an unbelievable platform to wrap this up what is one last piece of advice for someone who wants to be an influencer or start a business who is beginning their branding journey right now i always say to people do you want to go get a venti drink and who do you think of when i say go get a venti drink starbucks always. you think of starbucks and venti has nothing to do with starbucks but because they made it a part of their brand voice, you now know what it is. So it's like, I would tell people to go and figure out what your brand voice is, stick to it, be cohesive with it. And then people will start to know who you are and connect with you. You would never walk into Dunkin' Donuts and say, can I have a tall, grande, venti? Exactly. You know better. You know they're small, medium, large. And you know yeah. you're not going to have the same experience that you're going to have at Starbucks. Like It's the same reason that people spend six dollars on a drink versus two dollars because it's the experience you have with that brand at starbucks you know you're going to have a consistent drink no matter which location you go to it's always going to be the same you know you're going to have the same ambiance every time you walk in you know they're going to know what you're talking about when you say i want a venti caramel macchiato ice double shot blah blah, blah words whereas if you said that at dunkin donuts they're going to roll their eyes at you and be like what the hell is this girl talking about yeah. you know so it's understanding your audience and best connecting with them by staying consistent with your brand voice. Well, mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you so much, Abby, for all of the insight. Let us know where we can find you on social media. Yes, you can follow my personal page and it is at it's Abigail Hall, or you can follow my business on at Tone the Agency. 
and look out for our rebrand because it is launching in the next month and it's going to be incredible and I'm so freaking excited and thank you so much for having me here today because I'm so excited to see what these girls do once they listen to this podcast and what kind of brands they're able to create and how authentic they're able to be after hearing all of this. Yeah, this is this is going to be all about implementing, you know, they always say note takers are money makers, but I don't know about that. Some people are note takers and do nothing with what they mm-hmm. have yeah. or what they heard. So this is this is a big lesson for people to begin implementing right away. I'm so mm-hmm. excited for them as well. And I'm even more excited for them to see what you and I have coming out in the next few months. A lot of fun stuff. It's going to be so good. Out. I'm so freaking excited for that launch. I can't wait. Yes. Thanks, Abby. So that just about wraps up today's episode. Thank you girls so much for listening. You know I love having you. Be sure to follow, subscribe, leave five stars, leave a review, follow on Instagram, all the things. And I will see you next time, girls.